Okay, I understand that the subject matter can be triggering. So if there are points where you would like to take a break or skip a question, please feel free to do so. Um, the date of recording is January 2nd, Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. Um, can you state your name and year of entry into Goucher College? Uh, my name is Elena David, and I am a junior class of 2022. Okay, so this first section is going to be focused mainly on like general background information. And the first question is, where do you come from? What is your what was your life like before attending Goucher? Um, when you say where do you come from, do you mean like where I'm from or like mm -hmm. background? Yeah, like state of residence, but also like just. Oh, okay. Um, I am from Southwest Philly. Um, growing up, we we weren't poor, but you know, if it was on sale, Mama got it. Um, we were very smart in um with our money. Um, I never really complained because you know I grew up, you know, not not saying that I grew up not expecting much, but you know, I wasn't like entitled like if my mom didn't give me a certain thing I was all right and okay with it I understood our um financial situation I think at a young age um I grew up with a half sister um when I was two spent a fair amount of my life with her growing up um what else what else what else very close with my family um Growing up, I always went to a um, private school because my mom felt like um, a private education would be the best for me. And so I feel like um, all my life going to a private school, that really helped me with um, my expectations for Goucher because I know some of my friends who... Like some of my middle school friends, they branched off and went to like a public school or like to a majority black school. So I words I knew what to expect because that was like the education, the type of education that I always got. So I knew what type of people I would need, what type of education I expected to get. So yeah. Okay. So, what did attending college in general mean to you? Were you excited by the opportunity, and did your family expect you to pursue a degree? Um, in high school, I assumed that the next step was to go to college. Um, nobody really told me, oh, you know, community college is an option or you don't really have to go to college. You can always just um, work or work at a like career that you want to have after high school. So because I never really had that conversation, I just assumed that I had to get a degree. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm not, I won't say that I didn't want to go to college. It was just kind of hard for me because of the reason that I wanted to go to college. Like I wanted to go to college for dance and there wasn't really a lot of 
heavily based colleges that were pursued in the arts. So I had to pick what I could in that option. Um, so in terms of like finding a college that, you know, would teach me, um, that would like prepare me for life, also prepare me for the career that I want, which is dance. I feel like Goucher really was the only choice for me. There were other colleges, but like in terms of money, Goucher was the best. So, yeah. Okay. Um, briefly, would you say like, is there any like specific maybe um, external sources that kind of fed into the your assumption that like college was like kind of the clear path or at least the necessary path for you to go forward um well my mom was the first to go to college in her family um so hearing from her and her stories about college and some of her friends who would tell me about their experiences and um once I started going to um my dance school when I was 10 as I got older um I talked to some of my teachers who were either professors or were students at a um, performing arts college so I would say they were my sources if that makes sense mm-hmm. okay so you were kind of inspired by those guys to pursue college Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, and you touched upon this briefly in terms of like what led you to Goucher, but would you say like it was mainly like so it was mainly dance and financial support that led you pushed you to attend Goucher specifically? Correct, and also because um, like I mentioned before, I've been to a private school my whole life. And so I'm used to, like, a small school. So, like, not that I wasn't down for the idea of a, of a big school, but, like, the I knew that with a small school, it would be easy for me to, like, make friends, mm. get to know professors and stuff. Like, I really enjoy, like, the intimacy of the small school, so I knew that was also a factor in why I should go to Goucher. Okay. What was your level of awareness regarding Goucher's levels of diversity before you, like, submit, like, during the college search when you were researching it? Um, I, um, because I'm trying to be careful with my words. I knew that Goucher was diverse because, um, when I, I, I believe I was a senior in high school when I did, um, when I did a day at Goucher and my tour guide was a black student and I saw um moving around the school and I saw other people of color so I'm like okay but I kind of I don't know it's hard to explain because yes I do think that Goucher is diverse but there is always room for improvement because I've always i Mm. high school I'll say high school was a pretty um diverse experience for me because we had black people we had white people we had some Asians we had some Hispanics so it wasn't like a culture shock when I saw there was like a lot of white people but I understood that there was going to be 
a much more white people than people of color. But I do think um, in comparison of my high school in Goucher, that Goucher did a pretty good job in that department of diversity. Okay. Did you believe... So, um, did you believe that despite the fact that Goucher is a predominantly white institution that you would still have a voice as a person of color and more specifically as a black student, like that your issues would be addressed by the administration if they arose? Uh-huh. Um, I knew that with the environment that I felt at Goucher with meeting other people of color, I did feel as though you know, I had a voice that mattered and it would be heard, but it all depends on like the situation or it all depends on the person who was hearing the voice. Like, just like to make an example, I feel like if like there was a racial issue that I had addressed to Nicole, that I feel like she would do the best in her ability to, you know, put it to administration and say, hey, this is what's wrong with Goucher with some students of color we need to fix this. But also I feel like not saying that like any issue, any, uh, any other issue doesn't matter, but like if it was like a smaller issue or like less people knew of a certain issue that it would be like dragged, meaning that the, it would take time for the issue to get resolved. So I think it all depends Okay. Um, well, now that you are here as a student, do you, f- so you do, do you feel adequately represented as a black student? Do you feel like you have a voice in the classroom? And how do you feel that is pursued by, perceived by other students and faculty? Um, I, for the voice thing, I feel like, it all depends on where I am, as in, like, class-wise. Um, I think it was spring semester of my sophomore year. Um, <clears throat> I forget what the name of the class was, but it was a CPEB, and it was basically just about um, race, sexuality, disability, this, then, the third. And it was maybe three or four um no four or five people of color I'm trying to remember but I think it was four or five people of color and because I knew where my teacher was coming from and like how she felt about certain issues that were addressed in the class I felt comfortable to speak up but again it all depended um on the material and on what we were learning because not saying that anybody's um, opinion or voice doesn't matter, but there were some people. Not I don't. I don't think because they thought that because of their race they were able to take up space. But there was definitely um, a number of people who took up space that I feel like should should have been able to share that space. Um. So yeah, to answer that question. Okay. Would you say, well, it sounds like it, but have there been times when you felt that your peers failed to make you feel welcome within the Goucher community? Like, if you're comfortable, would you name, like, in, like, could you, if you are com- comfortable, can you name an instance? 
that I felt uncomfortable or comfortable. Like, unwelcome. Like, if you're, like, if your peers at Goucher made you feel unwelcome within the community. Um, hmm. Well, in the dance department, which is heavily ballet-based, um, the criteria or the stereotype, whatever word you would like to use, is mostly, um, thin, white, feminine. And I do not fit those boxes. And I won't say that my peers made me feel unwelcomed or uncomfortable because I would like to think that our dance department is fairly diverse in terms of race. But, um... There would be days where I would step into class or step into an audition and feel like, why am I here? Um, Not like to downplay my talent, but more so like, yeah, I will, I'm a dance for this audition and work my butt off. But at the end of the day, my chances of getting in are pretty low because there's like 10 white people and then there's four or five people of color. So, yeah. To answer that question, I wouldn't really say it's my peers. It's kind of more so, for lack of a better word, the atmosphere of my department. Because like I mentioned before, dance is a very white space. So to be a person of color and to take up that space, you have to, as we've been told many times before, being people of color, we have to work twice as hard mm-hmm. just to get what we want. So I've definitely felt that in some parts of my dance department okay um so have there been times where you well and you build on this a little bit too but do you feel at times you have to create your own spaces on campus like or your own path on your campus and like have you done so um i've never felt like i had to create my own path but um i was able to find some spaces that I felt welcome, especially in the dance department, because Goucher has the OCC, which stands for Dancers of Color Coalition. So I feel like being part of that group has really um, made me feel comfortable with being a dancer in a white world because it provides a space for people of color to, in a way, use their voice through dance. So I really feel like that has helped me Okay. And to build on that, do you, um, maybe aside from DLCC, because it sounds like you've found, like, kind of found a good space, do you ever feel motivated by your surroundings in Goucher's community to do better in your, like, personal endeavors? Or pursue, like, to, to pursue your personal endeavor? Like, does Goucher's atmosphere at points in encourage you to pursue your personal endeavors um yeah i will say that DOCC has um kind of given me like what's the word um kind of like a confident boost to like not be afraid to use my voice because i know that if i do i'll have you know people in that group who will support me um so yeah it's kind of given me like 
trying to think of a word. Kind of giving me like, I don't know. I can't think of a better word, but confidence boost. So like you, maybe you feel more like just secure in like your abilities, you think? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that closes out the background information and now we're going to proceed to questions more relating to the um blackout itself mm-hmm. okay some background on that um the morning of november 14th 2018 at 10 17 a.m the student population received an email from vice president and dean of students brian coker informing them of anti-black graffiti on hubeck jeffrey's first floor do you remember how you felt when you learned this news Unfortunately, yes. Um, I got the email when I just got out of my first class, my first um, dance class, and I was leaving, and I got the email alert, and I was reading it, and I'll never forget, um, not to dis- disclose any names, but a former Goucher student was walking past me, and I asked her if she got the email as well. She said, yeah, she read it, and she said she was disappointed but not surprised. And then when she told me that, I kind of, like, froze because, yeah, I was like, Alana, you're at a PWI, you know, um, stuff like this is bound to happen. But I I don't know. I just felt, when I got the email and I read the situation, I felt very unsafe. And I think on that day, I called my mom and told her what happened. And she didn't dismiss my feelings but like she kind of had this mindset that you know Lana you go to a PWI stuff like this is going to happen and mind you, mind you she she went to an HBCU so mm. I feel like she can't really relate to what I was feeling but she was trying her best to be like hey I understand where you're coming from and I'm sad that that has happened to the campus but it's going to be okay so yeah, I just felt very unsafe. I felt like, not that I couldn't trust anyone, but I just felt like, you know, I had to be on an alert of the people that were in my class because it could have been them. Um, and then going back off of the um, comment that the former doctor student said, it was just like, it just felt like, you know, when... You know that one bad kid in the class who always says something rude or makes fun of somebody and the teacher's just like, oh, that's just how he is. He, he'll get a detention and he'll move on. It felt like that type of incident. Like, they were putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole and it's just like, I don't know. That's the best way I can describe it. But I, I just really felt unsafe and just felt like, Wow. That's the best I can describe it. It's just, wow. And it kind of sounds like, essentially, the consensus that you were getting from the people in your circle is that at least at a PWI, like Goucher, that kind of, this kind of thing is the norm. Yeah, it felt, it felt like, like people, not that people wanted it to happen, but the people that I were um, talking to about it, it was very much so, like the way they described it, like you had said before, it's just, they described it as something as normal, but it shouldn't be. 
and the people that I was discussing about were people of color. And it's not fair that people of color should feel that incidents like this are normal to experience being a POC going to a PWI. So. Okay. Um, was this the first hate crime that you witnessed or that you witnessed on campus? At Goucher, yes. Okay. Um, what, if you can recall, was the response from administration and the general student body? Did you believe that either was adequate? Um, I, well, it depends on what student body you're um, referring to, because I think... I think, I can't remember what day, but I think it was the week of the incident. Um, I don't remember if you were there as well, but um, Emoja had a meeting about the incident and what we should do, and people were just discussing their feelings and, like, how um, Emoja should respond, basically. And I feel like that student body, um, we just... I felt like they felt like this is an issue that's not going to get resolved unless we put it in the face of administration and say, hey, this has to get done. Um, And now administration, I felt like kind of again with the Band-Aid on a bullet wound, I felt like they did not take it as seriously as possible. Um, Maybe because they didn't want to... I kind of feel like they didn't take it as seriously as possible because they weren't trying to, like, ring the alarm on this situation. But I felt like the more pressure you apply and the more attention you put to the situation, that it'll get fixed and that the people who felt harmed about the situation will have a better, you know, feeling. Um... And then going into the whole news thing, it was just like, I kind of felt like if that didn't happen, that it would have been um, much more weeks of figuring out who did it. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, at what point... And I'm asking, um, at what point did you become aware of the blackout protest that was being organized for that following Friday, November 16th? Was it that um, same day, that evening at the um, Emoja meeting? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, how did you feel about it? The blackout that I didn't go to or the meeting? The blackout. Um... The blackout, from what I saw, um, I think people did a pretty good job. Um, uh, I don't want to say this and sound bad, but I will say I was happy with the people that showed up. Um, It made me feel like, you know, with this amount of people, voucher might, you know, open their ears and maybe their wallets to the situation that's happening. But um, I 
I don't I don't remember like the quote unquote rules of the blackout, but I think I would have appreciated it if we had more white students there. Now I don't remember if it was like a black only space blackout, but I feel like having them participate would have done something. It would have shook a table, like it would have done something. Um but in terms of like the blackout itself and like putting it on and making sure that it happened, I think people did a pretty good job. Um, despite the conversation the conversations that were happening in planning it, um, that's something else. But I do think it was a pretty good job for what it turned out to be. Okay. Um if um if you're aware and if you had to summarize a goal of the blackout protest, what would you say it was? For the protest? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. The goal for the protest? Yeah. Um, I think they did succeed on having their voice be heard. Um, for what, like, I feel like, because a lot of, I do remember on that day, a lot of opinions and suggestions and ideas were being thrown. And I think one of the problems was finding one that everybody wanted to participate in. And for that, I do feel like um, the goal that everybody wanted was met through the protest um, with their voices being heard. Like, I do think that it put a step on the gas to the administration, kind of, sort of. Okay. Well, well, I think we um, touched upon every question in that section. So, now we're just going to move on to the third and final portion, which is more focused on the aftermath of the blackout um and some background for that being like on november 30th 2018 it was announced by the baltimore sun that finn arthur a biracial student was the culprit of the hate crimes Mm -hmm. um how did you feel learning that arthur was um biracial did it change your feelings on the hate crime itself um I don't think it really, hmm, I don't know, that's a very good question because not to sound stereotypical, but the idea that I had of the culprit was a very white, um, maybe sport-related student who just didn't like the idea of people of color. Um, And then to have that, you know, idea in mind and then put it next to the picture that I saw and the person that I found out that did it didn't really match. So it was kind of like, kind of disappointing. Not that like it didn't match the person that I thought it was. I wasn't disappointed in that. It was more so like, you know, hmm. it was more so like 
I kind of felt bad because not I don't to this day do not understand why he did it, but I do feel like part of it was like um an internal hatred because you know being um mixed race um I know sometimes they have a tendency to hate their um colored side of their life and like sometimes they don't feel like they're they don't feel like they're accepted and so then that results into a hatred and then that results into hateful actions that turns into a hateful attitude to their ethnicity so i'm not i under i can't mm, no i'm not gonna say that i don't understand why he did it I have the understanding of why he might have done it, and it, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of like, why did you, like, it's kind of like a why, even though I kind of understand why, but it's like, kind of like what people say about um, white people who shoot up schools and, like, bomb buildings like we could have prevented this um like i don't like you and me we don't know him personally but there could have been just one person someone whether it be a student or someone in administration or a professor who could have said something or done something that could have not prevented the situation because we don't know what his plan or mindset was to do what he did, but like it could have done something. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. As of today, if you type Goucher hate crime 2018 in Google News, there are at least three articles which attribute the hate crime itself to being a hoax. Um, how does the branding of the hate crime as a hoax makes you feel? And what do you think news outlets were trying to accomplish in doing so? I'm sorry, can you say the last part again? Um, I'm just going to, I'll repeat the whole question. How does the branding of the hate crime as a hoax make you feel? And what do you think news outlets were trying to accomplish in doing so? Hmm. Um, I'll be blunt. I feel like the newspaper article thing was, it felt very much so to me, at least, like a Goucher's 15 minutes of fame. Um, Goucher is a very small school. Um, People who live in Baltimore don't really know where Goucher is. So when the headline came up, I feel like it really set um, a reputation, pretty bad reputation, but a reputation for lack of a better word, of, you know, what Goucher College is. Um, So I don't really want to say that the newspaper made a negative view of Goucher, but it, quote-unquote, successfully um, put Goucher out there because my mom sent me the newspaper article, um... I don't know why my mom sent the article to other people bragging about that it's my school. But, you know, it kind of put a light to Goucher College. 
Um, now, the idea of it being a hoax, hmm. Um, it kind of feels like it's downplaying the situation. Um, it's, I feel like it's kind of like that word is kind of like erasing the impact. It's erasing the feelings. It's erasing just the whole situation and what it caused for um, black students. Um, like the situation caused Emoja to come together and say, hey, we need to do something because these white people aren't going to do anything. And it really built like a trust and like, yeah, just for lack of a better word, just trust between um, black people and how we need to come together and fight to get what we want. And I just felt like the title hoax is like I mentioned before, just erasing the feelings that people had when that email notification was sent. Okay. A year and a half. Ooh, no. Yeah. More than a year and a half later. Um, what actions have you seen the administration undertake to better address the needs of black students on Goucher's campus? Um, well, only speaking from my experience, I feel like, um, some of my teachers in the dance department and some teachers that I've met, um, outside of the dance department, very small handful, I feel like, um, have come to an understanding of the situation and come to an understanding of, no, I won't say understanding because they will never understand, but um, for lack of a better word, they've come to an understanding of how black people feel, what black people go through in America and um, what black students are basically like feeling going to a PWI. Um, yeah, since the situation happened, my advisor, she's, um, for lack of a better word, she's been sensitive about um, the situation and has... I forget what it was, but I do think it was during that semester. Hess um, emailed me about, you know, if you ever need to talk or if you ever want to sit down, my door is always open um, after the whole situation. So I felt like um, my feelings mattered to her, at least. So, yeah. Okay. Do you feel that the diversity trainings and other race-based initiatives to foster more racially aware or racially sensitive community on campus, do you think that they're adequate to foster that more inclusive community? Um, mm, I mean, it's a start. Um, but to me personally, I don't feel like it really did much. Um, like I said, it was a start. 
But um, I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel like personally it was enough to um, push forward the idea of what had like the racist things that happened to um, people of color and how um, we need to address um, open spaces and how we need to allow people of color those spaces and this then that they're not saying that we don't have any because I think we have um, some wonderful spaces for people of color but I feel like um, non-people of color that those courses I don't know I just don't feel like it really matters to them Um, I don't know but to me I just feel like the way they went about it it was just like something they needed to do um now will it help people be um more anti-racist i'm hoping but i just feel like it didn't do much Mm. um do you feel that there's been a change in attitude regarding the administration's response to the student body if not before do you feel that you can be heard as a black student now um i will say that i feel like as a black student we can be heard but again we still have to push put the pedal to the metal in order for the administration to be like hey this is wrong black students we hear you we see you we feel you and we're going to do this then the third so, I mean, mm, I think, so yeah, with that, that's how I feel. But also, I think it all depends on, like, the space you're in. Um, like, I've been in Gatcha for three years now, so I feel like, God forbid, fingers crossed, that this if this situation or something similar would happen again, I know I have people I can go to, um... I know who I can contact in order to have my voice be heard when I feel like administration isn't listening. So in terms of that, I feel pretty secure about um, my black voice being heard. But like I said, again, we have to put smoke in the eyes of administration to see that it's a problem. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, like if you have something like more immediate, like need to be heard, you know where to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you, these are the last two questions. Do you think in another situation pertaining to race that puts you in danger, your PL, non PLC friends would know what to do to make you feel safe or otherwise supported? Mm. Um, huh. Unfortunately, I can't say that I have. Um, non-POC friends like I have some acquaintances that I know that I can trust will hopefully fingers crossed hopefully um be my be by my side if a situation like that happens again I know there are some um non-POC um professors in my dance department that I can um go to to express my feelings if a situation like that happens Mm. Okay. And finally, what are some things that you would like to see moving forward 
to make you feel more secure, make you feel that the administration is like listening in terms of like addressing the needs of black students, like in the case that we, that black community at Goucher applied that pressure and did get results, what kind of results would you like to see? Um, I want, initially I just want um, our voices to be heard, but with that said, um, like as an example, with the um, Emoja uh, meeting that we had that week of the incident, um, there were a lot of ideas and suggestions that were being thrown out and some people um, thought their suggestions were better than others. So I feel like um, at first we need to see eye to eye um, as black students with what we want for the future and how we want to progress as um, black students at a predominantly white institution. Um, and then with that, I just want um, the administration to listen. Um, and that goes in words. Um, yeah, I just want them to listen, but but from the past, it just feels like they listen in the way that they want to hear the information that we're giving them, you know, with, like, the way we express our feelings. Um, and with that, I just think they need to um, put their feelings and their everything to the side and just be willing to put themselves into our shoes especially as students, as black students, like we have to leave here and go into, go into the real world, which is almost twice as racist as this school is. Um, so I feel like just really listening will help. Now, the more, I feel like the more they listen and with the more black students and POC students that come in after us, I feel like with listening and like with all I said, it will help form a better Goucher. Okay. Well, that's all um, my questions on my end. So thank you for um, joining me for this interview. No problem. Thanks for having me. (laughs)